0: Hello. Hey, John. How are you? Hey, Merlin. How's it going? Merlin, man. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. You ready? This is based on uh, uh, feedback from, I'm not really keeping track, but I think it's our fifth listener. Are you ready?
1: Oh, we have five listeners?
0: Well, it's hard to tell. I think some of them might be somebody downloading twice. Oh. Like from their room and from their mom's room. But you're getting feedback from them? Hey, you ready for this? Yeah. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm if, ready. If you, uh, I'm not gonna pay ASCAP for this, so don't ask. What are you Cap or BMI? Uh, I'm BMI. Okay, I don't want to get a letter. Are you ready? Yeah, <clears throat> I, haven't, I haven't rehearsed this, so it's gonna be from memory. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Roderick on the line. Oh,
1: that's nice. That's uh, that's out of um, that's taking the borrowing Uvron. a melody from uh, the Long
0: Winters. Wow, that's, that's the, the way you put that so flatly is really uh, took a lot of the charm <laughs> out of it. Have I told yeah, you which songs of yours really like, nice. have I explained ever explained to you? I think I have. I have the times that you don't drink and I do. I think I've told you which of your songs I think should be in which commercials.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that... Do you remember, you do you remember have,
0: the one I told you is a no-brainer? Uh no. Um
1: I, I, I probably wasn't listening. Because of the 'cause of of the you drink and I don't
0: problem. You're just <laughs> watching a Mr. Show video in in your underwear uh, in my living room.
1: Yeah, I was just like, oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Okay. Can, can I go ahead? Ready? Yeah.
1: What was the song that was going to be in a commercial?
0: Uh, I haven't worked out the exact instrumentation. Obviously, it wouldn't be you. They would just right. be paying, I guess, BMI or Josh or whoever owns who owns your music. Your mom? I don't know. Is your mom uh, on your
1: music? No, it's owned. It's it's offshore company. It's an Indian cor- uh, company. Oh, it's owned yeah, the, by- the
0: the 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 kind that gets intoxicated or the uh, the kind that uh, answers um. phones. Oh dear! Oh Sorry, dear. no ping pong. Yeah. Okay, you ready? The dot, the dot, not the, uh, not <laughs> the woo woo. Completely redesigned for a new generation, integrated MP three players and air conditioning. Jetta two thousand twelve. More than shapes, and the pause is important. And there should be maybe in the middle like a Lindrum, like du 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 du. Yeah. Do, do, do,
1: do, 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 do. And Shakes. now what about?
0: There's another one. I anyway. First, can I please get your feedback on? I, I have literally two index cards left, so this is going to be a very difficult call for me. <laughs> I, you could gonna, go. Be, you could go into the archives. Um, oh, you could start. You could start I, over at the po- on the on I bottom. I'm more bottom. than happy. I have a, the problem is I have another program that I do occasionally, and I, I have as we say in the computer biz. Oh, you know. <sighs> wait a minute. That was pretty good. What keys that in? Hmm. This
1: is a... I, I'm here at Jonathan Pop. Colton's home studio. No, that's not even funny. How's it, what, what, I, what key is that? Up, a C
0: or a G or what is that?
1: I, I picked up this harmonica and it, it uh, seriously is a Bass Pro Shops branded harmonica. This is this a fisherman's monica? It's a fi- fish, fish monica. I had a fisherman is,
0: stereo back in the day.
1: It's in the key of C. Uh, but but sadly, as I put it to my mouth for the first time, I realized that it tastes like baby powder.
0: Oh, yeah. And it'll cut your lip, too.
1: I, I, I don't know why you would put baby powder on your harmonicas, but maybe oh, it came. see
0: that's what I think it was. Uh, blind Melon uh, Jefferson that used to do that. <laughs> uh, blind Blind Lemon uh, Melon. I only yeah. know how to play that riff in E. So could you ask Jonathan for an E harmonica, please? Well, <laughs> at the age of baby powder. Yeah, that the C isn't well, going to work. Do you have a capo? You could
1: put you can capo it,
0: uh, it. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had a capo in years. I left it with my erection. Well, my third year of college. Never had a need to yeah, play up there's the no, neck. There's not a single
1: good note on this instrument.
0: I know how to play uh, the Marine uh, th- uh, from the halls of Montezuma. Mm hmm. This could be our special musical episode because I got a lot of music. Did you get <laughs> the thing I sent? A, the, the Marine
1: Corps theme is a really, uh, that's, a, that's a very useful piece of music to know. Okay, try, in San this, John, try, try
0: this, John. Start around the third hole. Mm. <laughs> no, that's what she said. Don't <laughs> start with the <laughs> ping pong. Okay, no no easy ping pong. Because <laughs> then you want to do it an hour later. Now, here's the thing. Yeah. I want mm. you to blow in. Imagine Imagine going up one note at a time. Blow suck, blow suck. Try that. <laughs> One hole at a time. Start with the third hole. Uh,
1: I can't play along. I, there's too, there's too much innuendo. All right, here we go.
0: Oh, you know what? I take it
1: back, Do, do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not the Marine Corps theme. To be that's, stuck uh...
0: <laughs> inside of movie with the Memphis Blues again. All yeah. right, you ready to start? Okay, so, um, but the part I really like about that is, and it's probably a lady singing. Or it's a lady lady chorus, and it goes... With the
1: Marine Corps theme? I don't think there are any women singing on it.
0: That'd be really nice, like the Ronettes. Nets. I've been listening to that uh, Ramones. <laughs> I always want to say Phil Ramone, but that's the Billy Joel guy. I've been listening to... Who's the hair guy who's a killer? Um, oh, Jerry Lee Lewis. No, I've been listening to uh, Phil, the other one, Spectre's. Spectre. Probably the greatest Christmas album of all time. Are you familiar with that uh, Christmas gift to you, or whatever it's called?
1: pretty sure the greatest christmas album of all time Jackson is mannheim
0: steamrollers oh first you know, christmas record uh i learned about mannheim steamrollers background and i was very surprised can i tell you first of all they're
1: not from mannheim no and would, there's no but,
0: no mannheim no steamroller that's a mm-hmm. service market you got called bmi mm-hmm. um you know what i have i'm gonna, I'm gonna write small I've got... Oh, you only have two cards left is what you're saying. No, no. Let me just really quickly because I only got these two cards. I, I had a, I, uh, I, I ate a pear uh, tart and I'm a little goofy. So, uh, gardening... Was it I, a
1: fermented pear tart?
0: Uh, no, I don't drink. Gardening at night. Marine Corps. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm, for short, I'm going to write USMC. And... um. I don't understand the way that you use three by five cards entirely, but I don't I'm understand guessing the way that, you use anything, fat face. <laughs> I'm guessing face that is fat.
1: Writing really small, writing a whole bunch of stuff really small on a three by five card is kind
0: of exactly the opposite. Would it help you at of, all if I sent you a photograph of my desk? I've seen your desk. Have you ever been to my actual office? office? Like the no, office no, you office? got that
1: since the last time I was in San Francisco, but I can guess what it's like. There's like chew spit. Cups all around. I haven't done and, that since
0: 1999. And, uh, you want to talk about else? that? I'm going to capture that. I'm going to capture R- Red Man. Like I'm a, writing down there's Red a, Man.
1: A poster on the wall of a white Lamborghini with a bikini girl <laughs> leaning on it. And, uh, or like yeah. that poster with like 10 garages. Yeah. And uh, a different f- kind f- of f- supercar f- Fawcett, in front of it. I've drawn
0: a vagina on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I am like, it's like a, what, early December CP. It's just fuck, like a fucking Dickens in here. It's all, <laughs> it's, it's, Um, Redman A little
1: little coal stove Shapes (laughs) Do you have an assistant Wearing a scarf And a top hat Who's warming his hands
0: Over a coal stove I don't know why I always think of barrows Does he have a song With a barrowsmith In it or something
1: Pretty sure he does I I used to tease him A lot about uh, All his songs Being about pirates And at one point (laughs) At one point He said You know we don't have a single song about pirates.
0: Listen to me. I went to college. And
1: I said, every one of your songs is about pirates. Don't kid me.
0: His songs are about like secret py- pirates with master's degrees. His, yeah. It's like pirates that have written a thesis and haven't lost a fucking limb. Mm. Um, can I've written down, um, this is just between you, me, and uh, the harmonica. I've written down the word toilet paper. And I okay. don't know if you want to discuss that. I would like at some point to discuss the toilet paper issue. I have a ve- I have a lot of strong feelings about toilet paper, as you can imagine. You have an anecdote that, that had me, I believe, in the parlance, literally laughing out loud. Oh, like- right. Yes. Right. Well, that
1: actually, you know that that uh, that anecdote actually has now borne further fruit. He made fun years of it. down no. the line. Okay. Well, I'm gonna come back to that. They make fun of you in the book about that. Not make fun of me in the book. There's actually a character in Wildwood. Uh, named after me and um, and and his name is derived from that toilet paper
0: incident. Okay, I think we should Okay, I've written that very small here, so remind me. Also, I like your bell. <clears throat> I'm usually talking too loud and I talk over your bell. When you get home, I want you to use the bell more. Mm-hmm. And there were other songs. <clears throat> There's one song of yours I thought would be really good for a Miller beer commercial. Uh, I can't remember what, but you know a lot well, of those, they all are. Okay.
1: Every one of them. If, if, if anyone from Miller is listening right now,
0: I know I'm not supposed to
1: break down the fourth wall and talk directly Please to people. Please
0: don't address our audience,
1: John. But let's say, hypothetically, if someone from Miller, hypothetically, was receiving this communication, any one of my songs... you talking about the Miller Brewing Company. ...would Milwaukee, be great to license for a nationwide beer Missouri. campaign. Missouri? That would be, Even a, though that would I be don't awesome.
0: Huh. There's some songs that really get used a lot in those commercials and in movies. Have you, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. You know they're, the one for me, are the all by ones? Bob Seger. <sighs> Dude, like rock. dude, I was at I was at my in laws last night uh, for my mother in law's birthday, and the TV was on like it always is. Did you know there's a show called On the Red Carpet that's just about people literally being photographed on the red carpet? That's a television show.
1: I was talking to the Coltons this morning about how I stopped. I don't know who uh, that
0: is. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I know it's a. They're New York people, and and uh, isn't she and nice? So she's really, why you, she's really smart. All these
1: people are smart. I yeah, mean, that's that's the problem. He lives
0: in Westchester County. Is that right?
1: No, no, they live in, in Brooklyn. I'm
0: going to tell you about the time I accidentally went to Amityville. Don't go back. Go ahead. You're talking, you're talking New York. Uh, to Mrs. Mrs. Colton has her own name, I think.
1: Here, here, here's a, her name is Christine. Here is the uh, the funny thing. In college, I lived in Spokane, Washington for a couple of years, and one of those years I lived in a house that we called Amityville. Because it was barn shaped, like the Amityville Horror House, and <laughs> had a and, red uh,
0: room, and you woke up at three fifteen every <laughs> night.
1: And we, uh, we were like we, we tried in that way that you do when you're a sophomore in college, like we popularized around campus that our house was a was a party house, and that you should just refer to it as Amityville. We'd be like, "Oh, dude, big party in
0: Amityville this weekend! Come on out!" That, that, that'd be like it's like Graceland. It just sounds awesome to have a name for your house.
1: Yeah, and I think for 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 a couple of years, even after I stopped living there, they they still kept calling that house Amityville. I don't think I think it's like all like all colleges where in the eighties uh, you could have ten guys living in a big Victorian house and everybody's paying twenty five dollars a month rent. Mm-hmm. That those days are gone now, and I'm sure there's a family of yuppies living in that house and they have no idea the terrible things that happened there.
0: Hmm. It's a lot Ter- like uh, let's be honest, it's a lot like the Amityville horror,
1: right? And except a lot, of, there was a lot never, of it was made up. As far as I know. The blood that was on the walls at Amityville in Spokane was all blood that that none of it seeped out of the walls. It was all okay. like splatter blood from your youth, from, from yeah, from
0: youthful hijinks. Um, we're pretty deep here, Bell yeah. Amityville okay. A7sus for huh. writing small. Oh yeah. Anyway, other ones. So Miller Beer. So you know a lot of these. You get some of these songs. Well, you know, for me, it's that um. Uh, one of my least favorite things Eric Clapton has ever done, and I have a lot. And oh, boy, where do you start that list? Well, you know, he's one of those ones, and I have to be honest, Jeff Beck. I'm going to write down Jeff Beck, because I think Jeff Beck is important because he helped us get Eddie Van Halen, but I think he's a little. Jeff Beck. Um, after midnight. I'm,
1: I'm not going to sit here and defend Jeff Beck. Don't but, sh- don't defend what? But what? there's, I mean, there's some. It's Jeff got Beck its is, moments, but. He's a good guitar player. Let's just leave it
0: at that. But Eric Clapton is indefensible. I grew thinking I should really be into Beckola. And I was just, I've, I've listened to it and I'm like, and blow by blow, like with the yeah. Hammer, And I was like, I just, yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just this. You know what it is? It skipped a generation. I just could not. Now, I like the Yardbirds, but I couldn't get into that. All that all that music that you're supposed to like, none of it's likeable. The Yardbirds are not did not age well. It's no let's up on 3. Um, and so you can make a lot of dough and he was that a Budweiser commercial or was it Michelob? I don't remember. Hmm. Do you remember the time for a while when Budweiser I think was was hiring actually hiring the actual talent behind a lot of famous songs and getting them to do them like to the tune of that one Budweiser song? Oh, I think Ronnie James Dio did one to the tune of "Rainbow in the Dark."
1: Speaking of Ronnie James Dio, love that guy. I was walking through JFK yesterday, airport, and they're playing. Uh, uh, they're playing Christmas carols. <laughs> Holy dies! <laughs> and and I'm walking through the airport, and you know, and it's like rocking Christmas carols, like rocking Santa Claus, New Year, whatever. And I'm walking through, and the, and the and the music's turned up a little bit louder than you would than you normally get music in public spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and I, and I hear this voice singing a Christmas Carol, and I'm like, I know that voice. <laughs> Whose voice is that? I'm walking, I've got my bags, I'm listening with one ear, and and I'm like,
0: Paco Rainbow in the Dark. Oh, no. F- and I'm F- thinking, were you, you weren't in a lounge? This was over the general. General, no, 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 just
1: over the general PA, and I'm thinking, Rainbow in the Dark? That's Ronnie James Dio. And that's Ronnie James Dio singing a Christmas Carol? It can't be. I haven't had a chance to Google whether or not he did it, but his voice is unmistakable.
0: But it was supposed to be a Christmas version. It was not "Rainbow in the Dark." It oh. was "Here it was, Comes Santa." <laughs> uh, it was
1: it was it was Ronnie singing in his "Rainbow in the Dark" voice. It was from that era. You could the production
0: cues were from that oh, era. But it was was it like a traditional like Richie Blackmore kind of old timey folky song?
1: No, no, it was it was like. Rudolph's Rockin' Christmas or oh, something. I want
0: to look this up. That's that's, it was, that's terrifying.
1: There were like three things about it that were terrible, and it made me think. At first, at first, before I could quite place his voice, I was like, "Is that David Coverdale? It has to be David Coverdale. He's the only metal vocalist with with so little taste." That yeah, he him could and be John Wetton
0: could do a hell of a duet.
1: But but it turned out. I mean, I swear to you, it was it that was is deal. so Couldn't, funny. You couldn't, there's, there's nobody else's voice. That I sounds think he's
0: pretty, He first of all, in interviews, he seems really cool. Well, but, he's dead now. So he passed. He did. Huh. Just recently. My friend, my friend Matt did something, and I think it was 2004 that I helped out with when, you remember, uh, all the, everybody was crazy about the Howard Dean. Oh, and yeah. So we started a site called. Uh, I didn't you, Well, and it was big because it was the first big internet. You know driven thing like it was the famous first like giant internet president so we started dio for america and we had a whole fake website about ronnie james dio running for president and like everything going horribly awry he threw a priest in a river there was a dub, be, uh, a woman to, be, to look out for look out you have to be born in america to be uh to run for president is see i thought he was from uh, uh new york he has a very new york accent when he talks oh oh uh, Ronnie James Dio is in English. I'm almost. I know exactly. I, I'm almost. I'm almost positive that he's from New York. I will check this out and find out.
1: Well, oh, this is going to be awkward for me if he is. If he is an American,
0: he should. be Somebody's English. listening to this right now and going, "You guys are jerks." What about you Vivian Campbell? Know? What about Vivian Campbell?
1: Vivian Campbell is. Oh my God, Dio is American. He's, American. he's from New Hampshire.
0: Yeah. Oh, this that's the, is you know, really grand, awkward. It's the for me. Granite State.
1: That's awkward for me. I, I guess I just never. There are certain people who wear a lot of chain mail that you just assume are from England because... That's where people right. who wear chainmail are If You go to a Goodwill
0: in England, you're going to literally find chainmail with short chain sleeves. Chainmail
1: and like leather gauntlets
0: and stuff, and D.O. <laughs> yeah. wore a lot of gauntlets. Yeah, gauntlets. He was a and small man. You know he's in a band called Elf because he was a little he guy. a
1: very, very small guy, and I just assumed he was English. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. My metal credibility just went John, John the John, let floor. me talk
0: you off the ledge, my friend. I, I think that I thought the same thing for a long time because all I'd ever heard was, well, mainly Rainbow... Black Sabbath and Dio. I, I, I mean, I don't know Elf, but I mean, I think it's very easy. Just look at look at the, who he's running with, right? Black you know? Sabbath. I mean, come on, Birmingham's finest. <sighs> did you did you ever listen to Heaven and Hell? What do you think? Of course, I did. I think that is one of the most underrated records of forever, and it's certainly. I will just go down and just say it is easily one of the best Black Sabbath albums ever.
1: But you did Well, that's quite a statement. But you didn't. Uh, you didn't smoke a ton of pot and sit around. Like dark, dingy places with metalheads and
0: and get all dark. Did you? I don't. I I never think of you as being like. You mean like Melvin? Stone? Dark stoner. No, I'm not a Melvin stoner. I never was.
1: Yeah, Mel- Melvin Stone. Exactly. No, never, never
0: did it. Never. Because
1: I was, I was a Melvin Stone for quite a while there. And you like to you be know, seated, that, seated and and like and like like not chatting, just sitting and everybody staring at a at a at a wet spot on the floor. You know, not not like happy. Right. not drugs for happy drugs for sad
0: you weren't you didn't get all giddy and let's live in a treehouse together
1: i mean when i yeah when i first smoked pot but right. later on no it was all like you oh grew, grew the it. world's coming to a, coming to an end and we're the we you know yeah it's it's uh, the apocalypse is happening and it's just going to be us sitting in here watching watching some guy play you know world of warcraft
0: Trying to think, I did have different bands for different drugs. I, I think I, I did smoke a lot of pot at one point, but it was not, I didn't have one specific kind of ban. For ha- for Hash, it was Joy Division. For Whippets, mm-hmm. it was Susie and the Banshees. Um, and the story I've told you before, I will always associate, uh, they call it amyl nitrates, Rush locker room, with Ingrid uh, Malmsteen and ACDC, as I've told oh. you.
1: You you went through an amyl nitrate phase? That, you know, that's like a gay sex drug.
0: Yeah, I know. I, di- I didn't know that until it was too late. Oh. Um. Yeah. No, no. It's a cheap high you buy at the sex store when you're, you know, a kid. And you can go in there, you know. And you, uh-huh.
1: When you're a kid at the sex store.
0: I don't think you understand. This is the story you're trying to tell me right now. You know, what can I just say? For somebody who used to do different kinds of inhalants, I do not need a lot of attitude from you about this. Oh,
1: all right. All right. I'm stepping off.
0: You know, that uh nitrate, able nitrates. But the, are but the sex store. More than shapes. That's where it was sold. You go in there and well, they called it Rush. Yeah. Or it was... But it was I mean, the, did
1: you like walk past all walk past like eyes front eyes front don't look at the dildos just going here for the i gotta be honest sex drugs.
0: i should have not been wearing an extremely tight sailor suit i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) you know and the thing was i've been working out a lot yo ho ho yeah yep 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 i also had a you know what's weird i paid for it uh with a roll of silver dollars that Mm. i happened to have you pulled out of a (laughs) yeah my zipper it's terrible yeah anyway uh I told you that story, where I, where I was snorting, uh, snorting Rush at an ACDC concert, and uh, I, I, I thought I was in an, in an obtrusive place. I thought I was, you know, nice and high and up in the stands. Turns out I was just a few feet from the Cannons. Oh, hello. But was about to rock? And I don't know if you've got the kind of wanging headache you get with this stuff, just to yeah. like... We were there to see Yngwie, because ACDC, this is more like their whatever maximum overdrive past their prime period. I was there to see Ingve. But, um, yeah. Ingve who never really had a prime... Oh man, his videos on YouTube are so worth watching.
1: See, this is the this is the thing about people who lived in the United States, mm-hmm. like Dio. That, that you cannot, like Dio, you cannot understand what it was like to be a, a kid in Alaska in the 70s and 80s because everyone in Alaska loved heavy metal, but no heavy metal band oh, with, the, sure. with the exception of the Scorpions no heavy metal band deemed Alaska worth a stop on their tour. So we were sitting up there starved mm-hmm. for for uh, ACDC to come through or Van Halen to come through. And and all we got were the third-tier metal bands. We would get, you know, like uh, Dokken would come through or Rat would come through. <laughs> you don't like breaking the chains? <laughs> oh, I mean, th- those were great. The, the, those were great at the time. They, yeah. they, they scratched the itch. But... I talked to, talk to people now my age who were like, oh, yeah, I saw
0: like, like seven times. It was like you get in a times. car and drive for 20 minutes and see like, you know, Van Halen 81 invasion. Didn't happen. Right.
1: Impossible. No chance. And the, the, the one exception to that was Ozzy did come in 1980 with Randy Rhodes and played oh, a concert God. at West High School Auditorium in Anchorage. And it was the biggest event. I mean, it's an event people still talk about. Ozzy at
0: West High.
1: Can you imagine and, seeing uh,
0: Randy Rhodes live?
1: At, at a high school auditorium? <sighs> And uh, I could not go because I was in seventh grade and my mom said, no, you can't go to a heavy metal concert. And what was amazing is that they, they, they simulcast or I'm sorry, they didn't broadcast the concert, but on the local heavy metal rock st- or not heavy metal, but the local album oriented rock station, the DJs like went to the concert and just live broadcast from the parking lot. <laughs> We're here at the Aussie show, Dude. Everybody's going in. It's going to be t shirts and bumper stickers. Now we're going to play some more Ozzy. Woo! And and so I sat at home in my Air Force flight suit, my orange Air Force jumpsuit that I wore at that era all the time. Anytime I wasn't in school clothes, I was in this orange flight suit. And I sat at home and listened to the Aussie concert. Broadcast it's like broadcasting
0: on, from a strip club. Broadcasting. It's like, K- oh my God, K- you should see K- the bosoms on these oh, ladies these girls are totally naked and then reading like jokes from playboy like that's appropriate yeah oh. and so so it was brutal could,
1: and a lot of my friends went and saw the show and you know and still i'm sure still if we if we sat and talked for an hour they'd be like oh dude you totally missed it so anyway so we never saw any of the great rock shows none of those bands ever came to alaska except the scorpions who came through Alaska every single time You're because kidding. those guys are the those guys are the working men of, of heavy metal rock.
0: Was it they to played, get to was it to get to Asia? Were you yeah, like they uh, were on their hopped? way to Japan or something, okay.
1: but they stopped and played a sold out show at our at our big arena, the Sullivan Arena. And uh, and actually I think there is some there's some Alaska uh, there's some Alaska recordings on Worldwide Live, the Scorpion's famous eighties live album.
0: With the, so the, uh, the Kiss-style uh, screaming audience added in. Right. It's a really, really, the audience was is hilarious. <laughs> are up tonight? Are you ready to rock? Klaus Mina, is that correct? Class minor, yeah. I, I couldn't finish reading time. the Canterbury Tales, but I can't tell you how much time I spent with the guitar for the practicing musician article on No One Like You. That and Bohemian Rhapsody, that was yeah. the only, well, I, I massacred both of them, but I spent so much time just on No One Like You. Remember how great that was? Great, great you know they, he really
1: um, the guitar player um, it was not, not, Schenker, uh, not, uh, not Schenker, not 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 Rudy Schenker, but this, uh, this. Uh, not Dieter Dieter Doss Dorfman. It, what was his name?
0: I think you're thinking of, uh, balls so of the Wall. I know this. this is a guy. This is a guy whose It was a twin because- guitar attack.
1: I saw, I saw them in Spokane a few years later, and, uh, and I, was, you know, I, I used to get right up on the wall, because I was a big kid. I, 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 could, I could force my way right to the front, even when I was 17, 18 years old, you know, right up there with all the tough guys. And uh, I was at a Scorpion show, and he looked at me. Oh, my God. He came right over and looked right at me and was like,
0: yeah, rock, dude, you, you, dude, rock. And I was like, me, rock. <laughs> Do best rockin'.
1: And now I don't even remember his name. Uh, the, oh, okay. you're
0: talking about the guitar player,
1: the guy, the guy with the white uh, explorer with the with the black stripes. I,
0: I, there were two. I'm gonna break my rule. If any
1: of our five listeners were women,
0: we Ma- just Madius, lost. Matthias Jabs. Um, Matthias Jabs, right? Uh, Matthias Jabs. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I, think I overpronounced that a little bit. <laughs> Matthias Jabs. Matthias That's
1: maybe how he pronounces it, but we yeah. called him Ma- Matthias Jabs. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah. The a, by the way, there's a
0: there's a detailed color timeline for this on the Wikipedia page. Is there? Oh, oh the different guitar players of oh everybody. Rudolf Schenker. You got the uh, or, uh, Matthias Jobs or Matthias Jobs. Rudolf Buckles. Schenker,
1: I think, was they tried to make him the guitar player, and no, no, no I'm sorry, uh, Michael Schenker. Michael Schenker. From they kept MS- trying to MSG. get Michael Schenker yeah, to be the lead guitar player, and he kept like screwing up. He couldn't. He couldn't. He couldn't stay off the drugs or something, and so mm-hmm. they got. Matthias jabs in there, and he's a he's a workhorse.
0: I was a big Scorpions fan. <laughs> I, how, uh, could not, how could you not be? They were they were the greatest yeah. at that at the time. Oh, they pick, were, and they were, but they were also a little weird, and outlets. they seemed a little. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh. Did I ever tell you about the time I played in the church basement with one hour of practice? Did I ever tell you about that? Uh, that was the name of the band. One hour of practice. We Didn't even have a name. We had to play at somebody's. You know, it's a, it's a dumb story, but you know me, and you know how I can't sing. Now imagine me singing "Still Loving You." We tried
1: it. We rehearsed it Uh-oh. once. Uh, that was, I'm I'm sorry. Those tapes don't survive. If we're gone again, all the way from the start, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wasn't that an awesome song? <laughs> I will try to change the things, things that can can our love. And then at the end, it goes. <laughs> bum, bum, <laughs> bum. The pride has built a wall so strong <laughs> that I can't can get, get it through. Herman Rarebell, what a great name! So good. So Udo, I think I'm thinking of Udo Dirkschneider. That was the you guy know, from, uh, oh, Except. from Except. He was from Except. I think he looked a little bit like Lars Ulrich's dad. You got to balls to the wall, man. Ugh, that was a the thing song. is, you know, the reason
1: that that music was so resonant, I think, at the time was, and this is something that we forget, uh, or at least I find other people forget, I don't forget, I remember, <laughs> is that those were real heavy Cold War years. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these bands were German- Gave their heavy metal uh, a, a kind of uh, a, a deeper import. You know, there the, the was more frission to their hmm. apocalyptic scenarios and their, their big uh, power ballads because they were facing annihilation at the hands of the Red Army at, hmm. a, at a moment's notice, right? I mean, that was 99 Balloons, mm-hmm. that whole, I mean, that was a great pop song,
0: but maybe that really all came through in the music of, uh, of Falco. Exactly, I believe it's, he uh, put it well when he said, "Amadeus, Amadeus, 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 Amadeus." Amadeus. I had a uh, Maxell. Uh, he's also dead. Yes, Falco. I heard Falco passed. Well, let me let me let me just take that and add a little bit of Mrs. Dash to it. I had a Maxell uh, XL2. On one side of it was Falco Three by Falco, and on the wow. other side was Robert Palmer's uh, the one with "Addicted to Love." Right, that's a great mixtape or a great uh, double side. That was that was an outlier for me in 1985 or whenever that was. That was a little of an outlier. Heropop. I have so much to follow up on here, John. Amityville, you know,
1: w- the way that you refer to people when they, you, you say when someone has died, you say they passed.
0: They passed. <clears> That's what you say in the South. And it, and it's it's only it's an Jesus an only Jesus dies. I think.
1: Uh, I, you know, I, I, this is this has come up a lot recently because uh, my my mom was going through a phase talking about the baby, uh, where she would refer to the, the baby having BMS and i was like don't don't stop saying that you know it's okay to say poo she's like the baby had 3 bms today i'm like I, I, that makes me very uncomfortable i feel like i'm in a i feel like i'm in some kind of hospital again like uh, like a not not a hospital like a medical hospital but like mm-hmm. an insane asylum where where you would talk about <laughs> Where you would talk about people's BMs, right? Like you're, it's something you would talk about an adult who was pooing. It's like
0: their saying, one of those things, like menses. It's one of those things where it just just you know, it's a it's a
1: it's a word that's just a little too technical.
0: You know, I love B- bolus. B- I like bolus. I love that word bolus. Bolus. I think it's a kind of poo. Oh,
1: but anyway, when you Did say you talk her he out passed, of it, yeah. it it's, it's it always sounds to me like uh, it's just a little too. It's like it's like you would say it's it's it, it's like a doctor talking to. Somebody uh, talking to you about your aunt. Oh, Mm -hmm. she passed.
0: Yeah. Passed or passed away. I think that's... that's, Passed away. What do you say? You say somebody died. Died. She Mm. died. I think it must be a Southern thing I picked up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, the
1: South is is very euphemistic.
0: Uh, In the South, uh, almost everything is communicated by what is not said. I, 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 that might, that sounds ridiculous, but I really, really believe that. And as somebody who literally never stops talking, I was having a, I always had trouble communicating with people because everything spoke, there's a certain kind of code. It isn't just about, you know, race and class, but that has a lot to do with it. But there's so much that's based on what you never say. Right.
1: And you kept talking past, you kept talking right through that.
0: I, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's not even just like the super easy passive aggressive suburban stuff. Like, there's just certain kinds of stuff that nobody needs to say, and the fact that nobody says it is what makes it powerful.
1: Right. Right. It's. I mean, it was like said- that in
0: Alaska to some extent, right?
1: No, <clears throat> Alaska culturally is much more like the um, the things that the things that uh, that don't need to be said are that. You're a fucking faggot, Hmm. you know, like shut up and get out of my way type of there's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's no, there's no, there is no cultural milieu in Alaska that needs to be navigated. It's just like, are you going to bulldoze that acre of land or should I?
0: Are we going to use your bulldozer or are we going to use my bulldozer? How's that distinct from Manhattan? Oh, well, in Manhattan, or you know, like in the New York City area, because I mean, there's a certain kind of famous uh not candidness but but certainty, like I get the fuck out of my way kind of
1: but in New York you're dealing the the reason for it is that there are ten million people here all mm-hmm. trying to use the same public restroom at the same time, mm. right so you're so so you have to you have to say what's on your mind because you have you have other people to navigate in Alaska. you have the opposite problem. everyone has one square mile of land that could be theirs alone. And so the question is much more like, why are you here? Why, why are, you, why are mm. you sharing, why are you breathing my air? If you don't have a reason, then you, why don't you move on? Mm-hmm. You know, it isn't the same as here where it's like, you know, we both have to stand on this same corner of the sidewalk right now. And so there'd better not be any mistaking, like
0: who's BO you're smelling type but of thing. But both of them seem very stressful. Both, both of those kinds of ways of, of living you know well, it
1: depends on, it depends on what your threshold is for other
0: people none I mean like it's just that I'm constantly anxious about things like that
1: well see then in Alaska you would get along fine because you never okay. have to see another person if you don't want to but like Unless, you know
0: I always you have felt, to see the person at the general store well that's okay that's a good example because <clears throat> going to like a 711 in Florida I've felt so much more sense of danger and menace at a suburban 7-Eleven than I felt like walking through really sketchy parts of San Francisco. It feels much Are more random. Are you getting random. that menace
1: like, from the chili dogs themselves or from just the dealing with other people? You know, people? even
0: I don't get hot food from 7-Eleven anymore. Oh, uh, even God. I have stopped that. I used to be really into the, uh, it's called the Biggin. <laughs> there's, a, there's an implied <laughs> there's an apostrophe uh, before the U. The, the
1: Biggin is the is the hot dog wrapped in a burrito? No,
0: John. It's a, it's a microwavable cheeseburger with chili on it, if memory serves. Uh,
1: oh, Right.
0: This was at a time when I, my friend Sam and I would hang out and talk to the guy at 7 Eleven. That's what we would do. We would hang sure. out and talk to the guy at 7 Eleven because he was from New York sure. and he had stories. <laughs> he had
1: stories, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we, we used to get two hot, two chili dogs for 99 cents at 7 Eleven. And you could put as much chili, like pump chili, chili out of a pump, and cheese out of a pump. God. As you could fit, so you'd put the two chili dogs on one of those paper trays.
0: Pump chili sounds like a German porn movie. I don't want to see <laughs> pump
1: chili. <laughs> wasn't that an Aerosmith record, pump chili. <laughs> but you put these two hot dogs inside this this paper boat, and then you could fill it. You could fill the boat up so the chili dogs were not just covered in chili, but floating in chili. And then put a it was
0: like layer. like a like a New Yorker cartoon of a desert island, except there was a hot dog in the middle <laughs> except, and chili.
1: Except there was a little mound of hot dog under <laughs> there, and then uh, and then you could put a melted
0: nacho cheese over the whole whole I top. I don't of. think you're supposed to. Do. I think the I don't think that cheese was ever intended to go on your island dog.
1: But I'm telling you, for ninety nine cents, you could you could avail yourself of any of the condiments, and if you didn't, if you didn't float those. Hot dogs in in a in a chili sea, mm-hmm. and then cover it with nacho cheese. You were not exploiting. You're living, the, you're the leaving money on
0: the table. That's right.
1: That's right. This wow. was your big change. You could get you could basically get six thousand calories of of cheap of cheap ground something. Mm-hmm. Right. That pump chili. <laughs> please, that pump chili please, is fine Begging far, you. Please it's far enough away chili. from a cow, right? I mean, once upon a time, a cow lived in a field and ate grass. And then there was pump chili. And whatever happened between, then, that, cow, then
0: there was pump
1: between that cow and that pump on the counter of an Anchorage 7-Eleven, uh-huh. whatever distance that cow had to travel to become pump chili, there were a few steps in there I don't want to think about. This goes, and, back, this goes back to your simple butcher. Right. That's right. The, that's right. The simple, the the, the butcher <laughs> that, re, that knew the cow. Yeah. By the way, that's my favorite to uh, Tony Morrison
0: book. Then there was Pump Chili. No, then no, I, I mean the, no. the simple butcher. I think that's...
1: The simple butcher was a hell of a, that was a hell. That, that, I mean, I'm getting to know my butcher now. Right. Actually,
0: but you told us in one of our early visits, you, you wanted to make sure you understood that how the, how this became pump Chili and you wanted to know the things about the relationship of the steer You want to know, you know, in detail, right? At a certain point
1: in in masticating, in machine masticating this cow down into a form where it could be pumped out (laughs) with a pump. (laughs) There uh, there are too many opportunities for rats to fall into the grinder. Have you ever
0: felt a cow? There, there are there are not many edible animals that are more solid than well, not, not a cow. It's a steer. A steer is hard to move, right? It, steer, are to to, to get to get a steer to the point where it could be pumped in a suburb is a lot of abstraction.
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it has to be. You don't do that with are, a
0: couple swipes. I mean, that's a has lot to be of work. Chewed
1: and then chewed again, and then chewed again, and then buried in the ground for a year, and then reconstituted <laughs> like and kimchi? then chewed again, like kimchi. Uh-huh. It's basically pump chili is the kimchi <laughs> of cow.
0: <laughs> I don't. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> It makes you want to go there just to see what it looks like. I know you want to go there right now and Wasn't try it, right? I you mean, want to might, float a couple of hot dogs in it. This might be one of those Oprah <laughs> memories, but isn't it like? Oh, well, like now just here's another question: scaldingly I mean, hot, hot will, isn't it like ridiculously hot? I mean, in terms of temperature, it's like 180 degrees when it comes out of the pump.
1: When it comes out of there, but I mean, you have to stay, you have to stand there and, and remember. Put the, and the and so you're carrying it that in stuff? a
0: paper. You're carrying it like in a paper doily kind of thing.
1: Well, and that's that you're carrying it in a paper doily, and then you're trying to eat it while your friend drives. Right, it's there's no think about a Seven Eleven. There's no place yeah. to sit there and eat it. You I usually I, I do. When
0: I get a hot dog, I get a hot dog there occasionally for ninety nine cents. The big, the quarter pounder, and I'll uh, or half pounder, I guess. I'm not sure. Anyway, it's a very, very large hot dog. Pounder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should mention the size of a rugby ball. I, sh- I should mention <laughs> <laughs> that I was wearing an extremely tight sailor suit, uh <laughs> huh,
1: uh-huh.
0: and snorting amyl nitrates in front of the Seven Eleven while I shoved right? a half pound wiener in my mouth.
1: Uh, that's the castro <laughs> oh, you were wearing a, a really tight sailor suit and a dog collar yeah,
0: connected to a boombox that was playing georgia marauder oh my god john now was this in alaska
1: oh yeah 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 i mean not I, the my willingness to eat things that are that were pumped to me really dropped off <laughs> after i left alaska like i knew somebody that worked at an arby's that said if you take the roast beef, if you take the big roast beef out of the freezer at an Arby's, yeah. like plastic encased roast beef that they, that they micro slice and then fry on a little hot fryer thing. He said if you take that, you take that roast beef out of the freezer and leave it on the counter to thaw overnight, uh-huh. in the morning, it's just a bag of liquid.
0: It's just a bag of like... I've heard, I've heard, I've heard that the quote unquote roast beef, beef of Arby's, and by the way, Arby's is an acronym. Did you know that? I think no. it might be a bacronym. A bacronym. What does it stand for? America's best Roast country's Beef. This country's best yogurt? Yes. America's Roast Beef. Yes, sir. Yes. Oh, yes, sir. I think that's a bacronym. Uh I had my girlfriend and... Uh uh, we talked about did we talk about Murmur last time? My, my friend I uh-huh. mentioned who wasn't out of the closet yet, who, who screeched about it being a country western album. I think we've talked. about oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah, we did talk about this. That I mean, might have been offline, but uh, but the, he was the manager, like an assistant manager there, and my girlfriend worked there. And there's no, there's like three stinks that uh, food stinks. There's, there's the food stink of like a, a seafood, seafood based Italian restaurant. There's the right. dumpster at a KFC, and then there's anybody <sighs> who's ever worked in an Arby's, and. There's the smell of that Arby's. I have been told that that quote unquote roast beef is not even like steakum quality. It's it's like uh, compressed awful and variety meats. I love the word sure. awful.
1: Again. Awful.
0: Do you pronounce that differently awful. from awful? I say offal. I'm gonna say offal. Offal and variety meats. That's what I heard. And it's like Again. from Australia. It's like Australian.
1: To get to get from a cow in a field, eat, like eating dandelions, <laughs> you're going to say pump, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> so it had to go through a pump, and I'm thinking that the pump it, they use at Arby's is like some kind of pool pump, like the same <laughs> pump that you would use to like drain a swimming pool,
0: <laughs> to like remove frogs and leaves.
1: Yeah, you just have to. I mean, you have to get you have to get the cow into the hopper first of all. Yeah, get the cow through the aperture into the hopper. And then it's got to go through three or four Well, the bumps, first time you hear a
0: story, like when you're a little kid, you hear the stories about, oh, hot dogs have fingers in them. Like they don't stop the line like when right. somebody's nose goes in or whatever. Right. Uh, and you know, whether or not that's true, there is certainly a lot going on with the processing of food at every level that is just horrifying. But what freaks me out is the number, the number of people between that cow and the pump and the number of parts of that process. Like, it'd be one thing if there were a way, like some kind of a Chuck Jones, like Wile E. Coyote machine, that would have a funnel at the top and a 7-Eleven chili pump at the bottom, and right. somebody drops in a steer and a little bit of, uh, you know, cayenne uh, cinnamon, in my case.
1: Yeah. And then and some out, tail gets in there, do you like, some, do you like some eyelash, eyelash right? gets in there, but it's yeah. fine because you saw it all happen.
0: It's chili. Like, you know, your yeah. standards should not be super high if, with chili to begin with. And yeah. then if you're getting that out of a pump...
1: But there are too many people who have, too many people in the process of the production who have lost the relationship between what they're doing and the fact that at a certain point somebody's going to eat it. Precisely. Like I see this even happening when I'm making a salad at my house. Stuff falls on the floor, and the distance between the counter where I'm making it and the table where I'm going to serve it to other people is far enough, which is six and a half feet. That I go ah, that's fine. I mean, there's a little dirt on it. Whatever, it's my dirt. It came off of me, mm-hmm. so it's my dander. Whatever, and I, I don't want to discourage you from eating at my house because this this is just part of the process. We all go, we all do this. A certain amount of a certain amount of dander makes it into all food. Mm-hmm. But the more people between the cow eating dandelions and the pump chili, the yeah. more dander. The more different. It introduces kinds of a lot of
0: a lot of unnecessary extraneous dander.
1: Yeah, and this is why I, although instinctively I hate people who are precious about their food, particularly urban, urban people who, who want to talk about
0: where, where their food comes talk from. Talk about the, the locavores.
1: Oh, my God. I'm So I, I want to get into a fist fight with every locavore I meet, mm-hmm. and that makes me a real Northwesterner.
0: Yeah, that happened it's- in Portland. Yeah, somewhere you, in Oregon, you, you, know? sent,
1: you sent me that the the fist fight between the two locavore yeah. chefs where one guy was like that pig wasn't from portland it was from a different area code they had, they had
0: to be hospitalized one got broke his leg, broke his leg. Yeah. yeah
1: but even in spite of that it the but the, the question of the question of of because i think dander in food is a kind of a, 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 it follows an exponential process the the second guy's oh, dander—it's like the
0: way you put put down put down some mail on the counter, and then you put a magazine on top of that, and pretty soon the covers the counter's completely covered. You're saying dander—it's an attractive kind of dander.
1: Exactly. Well, it, like the second guy's dander doesn't double the first guy's dander. Geometric. It, 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 it's a t- it's a times ten factor. Mm-hmm. The second guy's you know. dander is a is a you know uh, exponential amount uh, exponentially increases the amount of dander until until probably that pump chili. It's 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 just
0: dander. <laughs> It's just dander and cayenne pepper. How many
1: people... Dander is the binding
0: element, agent. How many... How about this? Instead of people, in your reckoning, uh, as somebody who has enjoyed a lot of pump chili, if you were to go from a steer in a field to uh, a 7-Eleven where you're abusing the pump chili, how many, let's just say, entities do you think are between... I mean, you can say people that if you actually want.
1: influence the food. Well, I mean, am just thinking you,
0: to, you got the you got the whoever whoever owns you got the pe- people who are like putting down the dandelion seed. You've got the uh, you got whoever shoved it into the sluice, right? Mm-hmm. At least right. couple you got, of guys. Yeah, the guys, That's it. They're they're really they are very solid, right? You and, got you some, know,
1: and you got you got to assume knowing what I know about people, and I get into arguments with people all the time because sure. although I although on one level. I am a Lockean thinker in the sense that I believe that man is basically good. I, the the uh, the degree to which I'm just the thinking to- more
0: in the sense of that your philosophy involves looking things up on Wikipedia and half understanding it. <laughs> There's that too. Although I guess that Thomas, would make me a Hobbesian. Uh,
1: Thomas Locke didn't have Wikipedia. It was John like
0: Locke. Me. It was just John Locke for what it's worth. But that's no Thomas deal. Locke.
1: I'm talking about his younger brother. Thomas. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. I think about. I thought you were thinking of John Hobbes.
1: No, no, no. John 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 Hobbes was the character in that comic strip.
0: I think you're thinking of Lost. But here's the show. problem
1: with... Ho- here's the problem is that I, ultimately mm-hmm. I am Hobbesian in the sense that mm. I know that people have sex with dead things. <sighs> you know, I know that this is true. I've I've seen enough programs
0: mm-hmm. where, the, where it was
1: about somebody... You don't mean that as a metaphor. Often having sex with a dead thing.
0: You don't mean that as a metaphor. You mean literally... Well, it, literally people have sex with dead things. Mm-hmm.
1: It's a thing that bad people do. Mm. People, I'm sure... I'm sure there are people on the internet right now
0: who mm-hmm. are thinking about it. Germans.
1: Germans have sex with dead not, a, not all
0: those guys are Klaus Minor or Armanius Jobs. A lot Here's of the people. Problem. The,
1: the Pacific Northwest was home to a lot of serial killers.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, We had the Bundy. Green River.
1: Green River Killer. And these guys, every one of them, they would sneak off and have sex with these people after they were dead. And so I have Whew. to think that somewhere in between that cow eating dandelions oh, and the pump chili, somebody's it. having sex with the dead cow. And or some a, part of the dead cow.
0: And even at every point in that uh, business, we call it a value chain. In every part of the value chain, um, or CRM or SLA, I'm not sure which it is, but at every point in SLA, the,
1: like the Symbianese liberation, liberation, they lock liberation the cow they lock
0: the counter in a closet and call its grandfather for money. <laughs> uh, that's not funny. The um, that's you know, that was pretty too bad. soon. Too soon. Did you did you know that I live down the street from the uh, the bank she robbed?
1: Now or at the time? We you know, lived in Florida now, at the time.
0: Now, now she's, it was just, it was a bank, it was, it, then it was a video store, and now it's, now it's just a place that used to be a video store. Really? Okay, so I'm writing never a talking song. Um, it's <laughs> no, not it's just, <laughs> no, it's just a place that used was, to be a video. It was a, a place store. she robbed, then it beep beep was a Hollywood beep video. Beep and so, my point Why is. Why have you never taken me there? Um, you mean like in a closet? You're big guy. No, guide.
1: no, I, the, bank, the, the bank that uh, the bank that the had it's, it's an, ex, it's an Hollywood had
0: video. It's like next to like a pho place now. Well, I don't care what it is now, but <laughs> I, right. but he could have stood out there and looked at it and talked about I've it. I photographed it, yes. I photographed it. So here's the thing. Uh, I do not... I do not want to make this classist. I do not want to make this steerist or pumpist. Mm-hmm. But in, in in my reckoning of this, and I've been listening to reckoning a lot, so I keep using that word. Yeah, I want to talk good. about. I want to talk about the A seven Sus four because I think it might be. It's a It's like variant. synchronicity. The, the word.
1: F- uh, when, I, when I when I was in fifth grade, my reading never book happened. was called Synchronicity. This was before the Police Song.
0: Yeah, so is being good in police. The Police being good. It all came before Synchronicity. Sorry.
1: And I re- I remember my my two reading books in fifth and sixth grade were Synchronicity and Diversity. And both of those words were alien to us in grade school, right? The first right. time you, they handed you the book and they were like, here's your new reading book, Synchronicity. Uh, uh, none of us knew what it meant. And it seemed like it was a very advanced book. Like, wow, Synchronicity, this is going to cover some advanced topics. Like, when we, when we asked what Synchronicity meant, the adults struggled to explain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that was the beginning of when school started to talk about things that weren't just like cat and dog.
0: And was this like a social, this? Is a reading book social studies? What was it?
1: A reading book, like a like okay. a, like like the. Uh, I think this was. You remember when you're in fifth grade and you're. They always had a name.
0: They had a, well, a single name was like a plural noun. Always, right? Yeah.
1: But but you were but if you were reading above the level of other fifth graders, mm. they would give you these books that were like this is at the seventh grade reading level. Right. You moved, like moved on to like you moved on
0: to like the yellow or the green SRAs.
1: Yeah, and so you're like diversity is at the ninth grade reading level, really. Mm-hmm ninth grade reading level i don't even know what that means
0: ninth graders reading reading on a ninth grade books, level
1: reading at a ninth grade level that sounds bad no
0: matter, no matter what that's about that sounds bad
1: if you're in fifth grade and you're reading at a ninth grade level that's not bad but it right depends. now if somebody said i think merlin mann reads at about a ninth grade level
0: right Penhouse that forum would be
1: problematic
0: we had a uh, in florida you know you have to take a civics class and our uh, book was called uppity what? Um, orange flight suit, no. <laughs> pump chili. The point is that there's a lot in the value chain, in the SLA and the CRM and the ERB of the, the the getting to the pump. I'm just saying there's a lot of people. There's a lot of dander. And at some point along the way, I just want to be clear, John, I don't want to be classist or steerist, But I think at some point along the way, there will be at least one person in there who's probably. Having sex
1: with the dead cow.
0: Not averse it's goes through their mind i'm just saying in the same way that you would go like you know what i could totally get some of the tom's chips out of that machine or Mm -hmm. or you would go like you know i bet i bet when she leaves i could get her panties out of the dryer you Mm. could say that steer Mm. is not moving right right I, i got a break in 10 minutes right
1: and although i'm not gay no it is an it's an opportunity it's a crime of opportunity
0: if it's dead does that still count
1: if you have sex with a dead thing of your same gender, yeah. Is I think you think you're still gay,
0: yeah. Okay. So that is a steer, is that correct? A steer versus a cow. They're all. Steers it, it, are boys. Okay.
1: Steers are castrated boys. And so then, I guess if it's castrated then I don't okay. know. That's this is ambiguous now.
0: So you got but a, a chicken is a class of bird, a rooster is a potent male like a stallion, and then a, uh, or is a chicken always a lady?
1: I think a chicken's always a lady. Okay. I think it's a it's a capon. Right, hmm. if it's a what's a pullet? Is it pullet chicken? or
0: poulet? A pullet. Maybe that's is an elongated chicken.
1: A pullet is a long chicken, right? It's
0: right. very confusing. All these long names. chickens. Uh,
1: uh, th- that's one of the that's one of the things that they're <laughs> serving in the really the fancy DB's restaurants one now. Time, I think <laughs> long chickens. The long chickens. But, but the thing is, this is why I always wipe the wipe a, a can of pop before I open it. I oh always, yeah, I always wipe it on my shirt tail because. Uh, The story, and I don't remember when this was put planted in my brain by what sadistic adult, but some adult said, "Oh yeah, you know those truck drivers? They go back in their trucks and pee all over the all over the pop cans." And at the time, that's a long drive. That's a
0: long drive to Alaska.
1: Well, it is. But here's the thing. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, right, that makes perfect sense. Of course, these guys would go back and pee on the pop cans. But speaking as someone who has driven many, many long miles. You're not
0: going to open that door. You're, gonna
1: just- you're not going to go <laughs> back there and climb up in the thing and pee. You're going to pee on the road on the where you stopped. Exactly. exactly right. You're gonna- there are so many opportunities to pee. And, so, and, and there's so much work involved in getting, opening the doors and getting back up into that truck. Right. I mean, there's no chance that a guy would go back there just to pee. He might, however, go back there to pee if he's actually trying to get his pee in a lot of
0: people's mouths. Or fuck a steer.
1: Well, this we're talking about pop, we're talking about guys delivering pop now. There's no there's not going to be any steer. You don't think
0: they're ganging loads? No. Like you know when they move, when you get a moving van, a lot of times you got to wait a while cuz they can charge you less if they can gang the load.
1: Well, I'm, I'm wondering when a truck pulls up outside of an Arby's, I bet you it has both <laughs> it has both furniture the liquid, pop the, the the bags of liquid beef and the the syrup for the different kinds of pop so I, one 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 like resourceful like like pee fetish truck driver oh could get his pee on probably the salad greens like the whole thing he could stand back there and really just he could, he, could,
0: he could hit the potato cakes. He could hit the turnovers. Horsey he could, sauce. He could hit the-
1: that horsey sauce. Is probably fifteen percent pee.
0: That hor- <laughs> it, does not, it looks like the other thing that comes out of that hole. Horsey sauce is so uh- freaky looking. Horsey sauce, really? You're calling? I it can't hor- even
1: call it horsey sauce because I I just think of uh, Sarah Jessica Parker.
0: I, I think I think of it as sounding like something that you would use to inseminate a lady horse. Is that a foal? No, foal is a oh, baby my- horse, right? Full is a baby horse, a Just Philly. Going, so taking, baby hey, hey, uh, hey, Herman, could you uh, come in? Uh, could you uh, take, take get and get, some of that horsey take, sauce? Take and get. You ever did that term in Alaska, take and get? Take and get that horsey sauce. We didn't have sauce. take and
1: get. You didn't have take get. You know, there's another phrase I heard last night for the first time uh, where two two people are throwing a ball back and forth. Mm-hmm. What are they doing?
0: Uh, tossing a ball around.
1: Well, what's another phrase for it?
0: Uh, oh, uh, like, oh, playing catch?
1: Well, thank you. So the phrase is playing catch. What are you doing? You're playing catch, throwing this ball back and forth. But I'm here in New York with this group of New Yorkers. We're watching TV, and there people on TV are throwing the ball back and forth. And uh, and somebody in the room says, "Oh, they're having a catch."
0: That sounds English. That sounds I very said, affected.
1: He said, "What having a if, catch?" If, Col- if yeah. Colin
0: if Colin Malloy brought his carriage and his Barry Smith to the uh, to the arena to see uh, the baseball play, I think he would call that having a catch. Yeah.
1: Well, in any case, as I'm sitting there berating this room full of people, because everybody in the room agreed that that's what they were doing—having a catch—because they're all from Connecticut and whatever—and I was like, "Having a catch? Who are you people? What are you talking about?" And then the character on TV says, "We're having a catch," and <sighs> and I felt like I was in alternate uh, an alternate universe, like the whole time. Uh, it was like the Truman Show; like they'd been pl- I'd been being toyed with my whole life, and. Everybody else is actually speaking a completely
0: different language. Oh, this is this like, is this is not funny. But you called it pop, and you know about the whole soda, Coke, pop. You know, bag, yeah. sack, poke. You know those kinds of uh, bag, yeah, yeah, sack, poke. We 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 drink pop, right?
1: And we we have bags.
0: Do you think and, there's regional? And like, for example, like where you are right now, you'll say standing online, which is something you hear almost almost nowhere. What yeah. do you think? Uh, what do you th- do? You think steer fucking has has any regional flavors to it?
1: I think steer fucking probably emanated out from a central steer fucking place. Like
0: you mean it, it was like I was like uh, like uh, the calculus. You think maybe it had an inventor or independently different places? No, I
1: think it was independently invented many many times. But mm-hmm. I think that the term steer fucking mm-hmm. you have to have fucking already right and steers. I think that that you know that trail from from Texas to Montana where they ran the where they ran the
0: cows <laughs> right. up and down. The, the, I think tra- steer the trail fucking the comes trail, from there. trail of chili pump tears. You, the could, probably trail call it, tears, yeah. you could call it steer piercing. Uh, the trail could, of steers. Yeah, you could call it RB RB penetration. You could, uh, steer piercing. I don't know.
1: Kind of like that. That's yeah. a, that's way more Castro though. Did
0: you ever fuck anything dead? Me? Yeah.
1: Well, let's see. I mean
0: No, not metaphorically.
1: I, I don't I'm think fucked. I don't think I've I could had sex that. with some things that were spiritually dead.
0: What about Jagger Hoover? Do you think he skull fucked uh, JFK? Do you think there's any truth to that? That's a terrible thing to say. Do you know the story, That's right? The do you know this conspiracy theory, though, right? The exit wound thing. No, but we should I get can't. into that. We should I, get you know,
1: into that. I've been going through as as I've indicated to you. I've been going through a extraterrestrial encounter phase, mm-hmm. as you do. Oh, as, so as this is a, this is a touchy
0: topic for you.
1: And so, well, no, I, I don't believe in the the I don't believe in the probing, but I do. But hmm. but where where my interest in conspiracy theories lies is all the is purely in the giant government cover-up about the extraterrestrial uh, secret overlord government. Not really interested <laughs> in the conspiracy theories about, the, about the, uh, the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, But, you know, that could switch. I, uh, six months from now, I could be all about the Kennedy. Do you
0: think our government is capable of a conspiracy at this point? No.
1: I don't think it ever was. I don't think there's anyone smart enough. Here's, here's, here's the, the basis. Or, or, I,
0: or, or, or can keep a secret well enough.
1: Well, it isn't. You, you, two people can't keep a secret, right? Only one person can keep a secret, really. But, but I mean, when you're, when you're out walking around in, in the course of a day, in the course of a day of, of interacting with other people, do you ever meet anybody that you think, how often do you meet somebody where you're like, that person's smarter than me? Like, how often does that happen? That person's smarter than
0: me. Honestly? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Not very often, I'm guessing.
0: You mean in right, general, I mean, like, like as in one or, or as in myself? Yeah, you just
1: have an, an exchange with somebody, an encounter. You can tell if somebody's smarter than you. Right. Uh, how often does it happen?
0: I mean, uh, how, I, I feel arrogant. I feel like not... Don't, don't feel arrogant. It's all
1: right. Nobody's judging you. It doesn't happen that not, often. Not a lot, a lot.
0: Not, not like right. I feel like, like that person has better social skills or shoes than me. Like that, right. I feel that a lot. That's right. Now, how, easily,
1: how, how easy do you find it to keep a secret a real like juicy one that a a, a juicy secret that you secretly feel other people should know.
0: Hmm. Oh, like something like an important secret.
1: Right, right. I'm not talking about like, Oh, I have to keep a secret from. I, you know, I, one of my good friends is sleeping with somebody on the side and I don't really like his wife. So I'm not going to tell her because I don't care about her. Right. I don't feel very good about my friend doing this, but I don't have a dog in the race of telling the wife like I, not no, that totally kind of secret. well
0: and like i'm oh, talking and, about
1: the kind of secret where it's like oh shit there's like arby's beef is 75 percent dander and right. i don't I, I know care how, about i know people. how the chili
0: gets pumped and like yeah and i don't care this. about the
1: people at arby's i'm not trying to protect them people should know about this but right so, but but whoever the last guy in the dander chain asked me not to tell mm-hmm. and so technically it's a secret
0: well you know, like I, I, should, I should i should let thing. you make your point but 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 if it was that kind of thing i think i would probably feel like i I probably had to tell people. I don't know if that's the right answer, but yeah, I, I would right, feel exactly. it would be hard for me. Like if you and I were hanging out, and like I saw you about to make a, make a chili island with pump, I, mm-hmm. I would I would probably say, you know what? Hey, pst, guess Why? what, John? Try the nachos. That's a lot of dander in that.
1: Well, here's the thing. Now that and and my exposure to the corridors of power mm. is perhaps a little bit more intimate than your average person. Is this about my, you being arrested? Well, no, it's not that. It's that my father was a politician, and so I I um. I have known US senators I have known more than more than 2 US senators and that and they have known me you know like I know these people as you know someone not like oh that's my US senator and we met one time but these are people that my that we know uh, that are family right mm-hmm. people that we know and those US senators who some of uh, one of whom in particular was a very powerful US senator with a lot who wielded a lot of influence, these people are not any different than you or I. They are not any more capable of keeping juicy secrets. They are not any more um, certainly not any smarter and um, and so it raises the question like yes, they are charged by their duty to keep more secrets than you or i in a in a typical week, but really there's no there's no way that they that, all the conspiracies in the world, like I, I I'm afraid from from first hand experience I can say uh, no. There no 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 one the no one in the quarters of power is any more capable of, of keeping things hidden than you or I. Right. So I just I feel like Do you think
0: they would even tell the senators though?
1: Well, Again, one of the one of these senators that I that I knew well mm-hmm. was uh, was chairman of the committee that minds this business, like the black.
0: The I black don't make this awkward, John, but you know there, there, there's a way to look up everyone that's been a senator I, in every state you've been in, and, and, and I, I can tell roughly I from what know. age you are. No, I'm just saying, <laughs> like if yeah. I sat down with Microsoft Excel, I. I'm guessing based on what you've said very slowly, I could get yes. it down to four or five people. Let me guess. It's okay. a man. It's a man, isn't it? It is a man. Okay. Well,
1: I'll just, I, you know, I'm just going to come right out and Daniel in a way. Senator Bartol. Ted Stevens, oh. who was chairman of the armed services committee.
0: You met him and he knew your name. Ted Stevens Sen- knew your Senator, name.
1: Senator Ted Stevens was my uncle Jack's law partner oh my in the sixties before he, uh, before he was appointed to the Senate. And he was he so uh, the Alaska senator elected at the time, elected to the Senate. Uh, no, the, la- the, the the our senator died in a plane crash, which happens. <sighs> I'm sorry, and that's how he Ted passed? Stevens died. I'm sorry. This is sorry. this is in the 60s. This oh is my is god! And Ted Stevens was appointed to the to the seat what? to fill out the remainder of his term, and then was elected in the next election, and then elected every year or every election
0: since. Because he, he brought home he brought home the bacon, right? He really did.
1: Okay. I went to. I went to a party. Now, this is terrible that I'm gossiping. But I went to his, a party celebrating. <laughs> you know what his, I hate
0: about John Roderick? He's always <laughs> gossiping about dead senators.
1: I went to his he 40 did, he's years dead, right? in Ted the is dead, right? He, he, did, he died in a plane crash, which is how Alaskan senators, how they want to go. You It's know? like setting
0: no, a Viking on fire, right? It's just the way they No better die way in for him
1: to, to go out than, than crashing his plane into a mountain. Or not his plane, but he was in a plane, a small plane. Anyway, I went to the party. <laughs>
0: In, the mountain. Sorry, the mountain had been paid for with taxpayers' dollars.
1: <laughs> I went to the to his forty years in the Senate party, and I'm I'm sitting at a table with my dad, and um, and the uh, uh, there's no curtain, but you know there's a stage, and out on the stage come four different four star generals, a uh, an Air Force general, a Marine Corps general an army general and a navy admiral and they all have four stars wow and they walk up to the stage and the band starts dunana na knock dunk na and these four generals put their arms around each other and start doing a can-can <laughs> and singing the, this song that are they, they made uniform? up for <laughs> they are in full dress fucking gold you know, they, they're, you are blinded by the light coming off of their medals and they are doing a can can and singing a body song about Ted Stevens and how they will get down on their knees and do whatever he asks because he controls the purse strings for for the for the armed forces. Do you know how
0: long you ha- do you know how much you have to do to become a four star general? Oh, yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah. It's th- like, that's like 40 40- 40 years in the army or something, right? And I'm looking around this room, and
1: every other person in the room at this party in Anchorage, they're all shit-faced drunk. And they're also either, like, at the sea level at an oil company or part of the military industrial complex or somebody who's, you know, who's wearing like $180,000 worth of raw gold, you know, like this, this party, I mean, these people are literally cannibals, right? I mean, the the, the appetizer course at this party was like, they would saw off the top of somebody's head and everybody would take a spoonful of their brains. Like this was, this was, this is right at the center of, of the real, real the real monsters and I'm there because this, these in a certain way, these these are my people. And I'm, I'm 19 years old or something like that. And most of these guys, they're not wearing ties. They're wearing bolo ties like they're wearing bolo ties that are made out of. That's, j- That's the tie that
0: says "fuck you."
1: That is the "fuck you" tie. That is the oil company. If you see a guy working for an oil company or or sitting in a, in any kind of government ho- uh, like corridor of power, and he's wearing a bolo tie, and a gold he, suit, you know, <laughs> a suit you know. made out of gold. He's he's well, it's their watches. You look at their watches and you right. realize like. Oh, oh shit! That's a two hundred thousand dollar watch band. It's it's solid gold. So these guys—they're terrifying, and it's terrifying to be in a room. I'm not scared are they, of a lot drunk. of drunk. No, are, they,
0: are they laughing? Oh, they're laughing,
1: and the and the humor is the kind of humor of like, yeah, suck it, suck it. You know, like everybody in there knows who's in charge. They right? might as well and have these, like, set a pregnant mother on fire. These generals are making light of the <sighs> fact that they have to that they have to basically suck off this U.S. Senator to get their new submarine, their new like $80 billion submarine platform. And they're here making a joke out of it because, they, because at this party, the only people that are invited are people that, that are there, right? right? There's no outsiders. They don't see me. I'm a kid, right? I'm there with my dad. And so I'm like, I'm the only person there that's under the age of 60. And, and I'm just, I'm, my eyes are as big as saucers. I'm like, i whatever conspiracy theory you think is happening this is what's really happening i mean these guys are they think it's hilarious and they're talking about they're talking about billions of dollars and it's just like we're here at ted Stevens' birthday party and this is la- just yuck it up fuzzball. So, so, so
0: we're <laughs> we're sitting around you know doing Rush and eating chili chili dogs and thinking about, like, who's covering up the aliens and saying, like, oh, who's being tight-lipped? And what you're saying here is, like, this is one of the most appalling things you've ever seen in your life, and they don't consider it a secret.
1: Well, and one of the greatest things I ever saw in my life. Like, you want to know how it's done? That's how it's done. I mean, it and sounds
0: like a Hunter S. Thompson made-up thing. I mean, that sounds completely made-up. It's made up.
1: absolutely true, except Hunter S. Thompson wasn't making it up either. You know, like, it it is. it is... Hunter was talking about that scene, except, like, a convention of state troopers, and I've seen it where it is a convention of four-star generals, and they are at, and and their humor, their sense of humor, is at the same level as a gathering of right people. At the state Kentucky Derby. It's well, just it, like, hey, boy, come over here and freshen up my drink, and you know he's holding the drink right in front of his
0: uh, unzipped fly. <laughs> a Terrine a of bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, just well, here's all here's by the my thing, way of John, saying. Yes. Nobody's gonna. If there were, there's no conspiracy. There's no theory. These these guys, these guys are literally dancing a can can. They're dancing a can can. And <sighs> about about blowing about blowing a senator.
1: Yeah, and they know. You know, they know like which side their bread is buttered on. Like I'm sure each one of those guys flew up to Alaska in his own C141. Right. Mm-hmm. Like every one of those guys budgeted somehow a, a, a half a million dollar flight. In an Air Force transport.
0: This is, this, is, this is the where the pump chili comes in. To come in. to this party. I can't, this is the part I can't stop thinking about. I mean, obviously the visual of this is, is amazing and the guy in the gold suit. But, but the, uh, the part that blows me away is like four of probably, when you say they're in like the top two or three percent of the most powerful and busy people in America probably? Yeah. They, they had to, somebody had to like coordinate their calendars. They probably had to cancel something. They had oh, yeah, to fly yeah, yeah, yeah. there. John, they had to rehearse. You oh, don't just sure. get up and Absolutely. do a can can if you're if no, you're a fifty oh, year old no. man who's literally somebody wrote it, yeah. And you know how many of like four star generals there are? There are not a lot of four star generals. Well,
1: this is the thing. Do you, uh, what, what 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 I'm what I what I can't convey is how many three star generals there were in the room. <sighs> Thinking who someday, invited someday. onto the stage. <laughs> someday, me. <laughs> right. I mean, I was just walking around this thing, and I, I have to say, did I mention already that I was wearing a bolo tie? Because I knew that that's what I knew the drag I knew what drag to wear at a mm-hmm. thing like that. So I was wearing. Did a you bolo borrow tie. that
0: from your dad? or you? I, don't you know, own I a have a small collection of ties. I okay. grew up in
1: Alaska. Bolo I, you, ties. You have to know there are certain times when you show up wearing a real tie,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you're you're gonna you're on the outside. They're gonna
0: ask if you're a homosexual.
1: They're gonna ask. They're gonna ask you to go back to the kitchen and get them a more, another tray of canapes. <laughs> but in, in any case. Uh, the number, uh, the number of other brass that was at this event, like full bird colonels, one and two star generals, who are just milling around trying to look busy, trying to not get in front of the four star general who's got like who has a who has a one star general as his aide de camp. Like these, there was a real scene.
0: Oh, like a, like a, like a Malden uh, to the uh, Patton.
1: Exactly, like yeah. guys, like other generals whose only job it is to stand there with a with a spit bucket. You know, for when the guy wants to like hawk a hawk a big wad of chew on the floor, uh, it was uh, it was insane. And then also like the CEO of of BP.
0: But is, CEO- isn't your dad. Wasn't your uh, your dad like just uh, uh, like he have you said he was like very liberal and very uh, like sort of was, uh, activist liberal.
1: My dad was a red, and in these quarters of power was the token like the the. At, at a certain level in the 50s and 60s, there was actual actual red baiting and actual communism was a real, that was a thing that people were really afraid of. But But behind the real curtain, nobody gave a fuck. Everybody knew, you know, who were the, you know, like what threat.
0: Oh, you're saying it was for show. I mean, we know McCarthy was, was was, you know, ruining Ring Lardner for just for fun, mostly. And And so these guys would
1: all this was the thing. You would walk through these events with my dad and guys would come up guys with these fat fingers, you know, these hands that were just like the hands that could they'd stick it in between gears to stop a machine like big, fat, (laughs) scarred hands. And they'd put them on my dad's shoulder and they'd be like, Dave Roderick. How the hell are you? How's the Communist Party? And my dad would go, ha, 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 fuck you. <laughs> and, and the night after night, you know, he would just he he'd elbow his way through these things and just uh, he was the token pinko.
0: But right? isn't This that also was... this is how it works. It was like like uh you know and, and when I first learned I knew I always knew I know about what they call it k okay, I always knew that wrestling was was a put on. You always know that in your heart. Like yeah. just like yeah. you know like you know kiss is wearing makeup or whatever. Sure. But you know when you really do actually hear about like Dusty Rhodes and the Iron Sheik like in their underwear playing cards. Right. And you know you really think about the level of orchestration that goes I mean I don't know how much you followed this stuff back in the day but like the the amount of uh dance like uh you know uh choreography that goes into yeah. not killing somebody when you do a, a suplex you know what i mean i mean yeah these guys get hurt they get hurt really bad you've seen the pricing that mickey rourke movie but yeah i mean you know how closely you have to work so, to, with somebody to look like you're killing them without killing them right i mean seriously it's it's extraordinary and everybody knows it's performance but you have you heard the term before i think it's called kayfabe. no it's sort of like omerita except with wrestling Oh, hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you know what you know. You know, it's the Fight Club kind of Code thing. Code Silence. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. You never. The whole point of Kefabie, I think that's how you pronounce it. You never. nobody nobody in the racket ever breaks character and reveals that you know that basically there are these storylines. And sure. all of this anyway it's, it's probably a silly analogy but you know in that case if, you, if you're going to try and get anything done in washington you're going to have to see it as a uh-huh, oh i'm gonna get you know what i mean like Yo, yeah, sure. you oh, sure you wascally wabbit <laughs> well, you just ruined of, the lives of five million people you nut <laughs> right i mean i have a picture of uh, uh
1: of these guys you know because my uncle was a uh who, who also just recently died not the, not the uncle that was uh Ted Stevens' law partner but a different uncle was a member of the Bohemian Club uh San Francisco institution. Hmm. Uh uh which are you familiar with? The Bohemian
0: Club? I think I'm confusing it with a thing uh, uh Harry Shearer made fun of. I'm thinking of the uh the Grove people. Yeah, uh, that's them. The Bohemian. It, oh, this is uh Teddy Bear Nick. This is Oh, really? Okay, yeah, yeah, I do know about this, this is Yeah, go ahead. It's very So weird. I have a
1: I have a, it, it's it's like that scene in the um, in the Matt Damon movie where he's a CIA spook. And, uh and you're talking about the the skull and bones retreat up in the up in the lake country where they all wear is Jonathan is
0: not in the room with you is he
1: he's not I'm actually sitting in his grandfather's
0: yale chair though okay so I'm just saying like you know
1: there's no they, they, these guys all turned down skull and bones because they were whiff and poofs
0: wasn't he? In he wasn't he in a worse one? Wasn't he in like the the squirty weenies or something? Was it even worse? He was in
1: the squiggly wumps or whatever. The, okay. But that's but but the whiff and poofs are the top of the
0: the feathery chili pumps.
1: They're 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 the they're the top of the acapella singing at Yale.
0: The whiff poops. <laughs> they, they've won. They've won the slap fights.
1: but the bohemian club you get these photographs back from those events and they and uh, you know sometimes especially when your family like they forget to censor some of the pictures and you get these pictures (laughs) it's like george schultz (laughs) and and henry kissinger uh like pretend making out around a campfire and and you and you realize like it's all happening there
0: are you being serious? The, like somebody, somebody didn't comb the carousel, and, and you're, you're. That's the kind of stuff you, you really. This really happens.
1: Oh sure, absolutely. Not not just happens, but like taking pictures, make you know. Like there's a thing at the Bohemian Club where these guys, uh, one of the one of like the uh, traditions there is that they are really into peeing on natural. Like it's a big part of the Bohemian Grove. Everybody should be able to just pee wherever they not want. Not a pop can in sight. So these guys are like peeing over their shoulder and stuff like all these, these men that you think of occupying the very highest corridors of power and what they really are into is gathering out in the forest with each other and like, you know, water sports and they and they forget like, you know, somebody's young nephew is going to be looking through these photographs and his, and scalding his eyebrows, uh, eyeballs. With the shots
0: and leveraging that series of tubes,
1: and later on on his podcast, he's going to be <laughs> revealing all the secrets, and it will finally blow the lid off of this thing.
0: Were you I, wearing a very tight sailor suit by any chance? I, I
1: swear to you, Merlin. The
0: other day, I bought a
1: sailor suit.
0: What? What? Uh, a, a U.S. like like the US, whites? A
1: pro- no, a proper like blue wool sailor suit that has now that's since been discontinued as the official sailor outfit.
0: An I, bought this anachronistic man sailor suit. <laughs> I bought
1: this thing like it's a chief petty officer, you know, first class or something like huh. that. And I was wearing it around the house, like so proud of myself that I finally had a sailor suit and I caught a glimpse of myself dressed as a sailor <laughs> and realized that, you know, I'm 43 years old. I look right. like, I look like the worst kind. Nobody of likes an old seaman. You know, I'm like, I'm like the guy when the ship docks in Tokyo and yeah. this guy comes rolling through the streets, like all the <laughs> geishas run for cover,
0: you I know, think like, your name would be salty.
1: They're shuddering the little paper doors as I'm coming through this. Hey, Arr! Arr! And I'm thinking, and I, and I bought this sailor suit like, Oh, this is great. This is so cute. I realized there's just nothing cute about me anymore. I need to not have a sailor suit. It's just terrifying.
0: I don't, I, don't I, I mean, you know, I, I just, I don't understand how you, how you find the time, the inclination, the storage space. You've owned, you've apparently on an orange flight suit. Uh, from what I can gather, you have the cowboy yeah, boots. Thing. Do you clean mm. this stuff occasionally? I mean, I, I don't know what kind of level you're playing at these days, John, but do you have like, like, uh, like, like the way old, old ladies store their furs? Do you, do you have stuff you rotate out for the seasons?
1: You know what I need to do? I need to have a yard sale. Oh God. I should have an eBay yard sale. But, I, but I, I just, I find it, the, even the idea of that, so exhausting.
0: Just thinking about what you'd have to kind of type, just to imagine yourself what you'd have to type into a, like a little text area on a web page. Oh,
1: God. Because every single thing I own, I have at least two paragraphs of <laughs> like exegesis on it, right? I mean, I need to tell you the provenance of this thing, why it's important, why this particular pair of cowboy boots matters, why you should. Like, it's not that I'm trying to sell it. Mm -hmm. It's that I want you to know. It's that you shouldn't have these cowboy boots.
0: Right. It would be like selling your your kids. Like, I can't let it go without telling you a couple funny stories.
1: I get into this all the time when I go to thrift stores. I found a jacket the other day. And, you know, if you look inside the inner pockets of jackets, particularly old jackets, sometimes you can find tags that are buried, you know, sewn in the liner that tell you a lot about the jacket. And there's this jacket for... 15 bucks or something. And I knew right away that it was old, really old. And, uh, and I tried it on. It was too small. And it's like, I'm not, I don't buy things that don't fit. I'm not, I'm not running a store. I'm not going to buy this. <laughs> I'm not running a museum, but I look, I, I search this jacket for clues and I find a tag that talks about how it was handmade for a guy in London in 1939, November 14th of 1939 was the day that this jacket was delivered This hand-tailored coat was delivered to a guy, and I'm holding this thing. It's in a thrift store in Bellevue, Washington. I'm holding this thing, and I'm like, you know, this was made for this guy, and and World War II had started. Like this was made during the the Blitz.
0: The Blitz was coming, right?
1: Yeah, this was during the early days of the Blitz that this jacket was handed over to some guy who wore it through the Blitz, and through whatever else, ended up emigrating to America at some point, died and his jacket went to his son or something, and somehow now it's in this thrift store, and the next person in here that this thing fits is probably going to buy it, isn't even going to look in here Mm -hmm. and look at this tag. And I swear to you, Merlin, I'm standing in the thrift store thinking that it's my responsibility to go out to the car, get a piece of paper, and write the story of this jacket as I imagine it on a piece of paper and tuck it in the jacket so that the, the next person that buys it doesn't go I mean it had bakelite buttons you know wow. this thing was if the right person finds it then the story continues but if some high school kid that's like I need a halloween costume <laughs> comes in and gets this thing and it ends up like look at know, me I'm
0: a hobo hey there i durr, <laughs> I, play, I i drew you're like you're like the way a little, little kid would see a puppy i mean did did you adopt it
1: no i had to leave it because <sighs> because my mind doesn't have, like you say, there's no more room in my head for this kind of thing. And I can't go out to the car and spend 20 minutes telling the story of this coat in a a thrift store that has 800 coats in it. Like I have, I mean, I'm not going to say that my time is worth more than that, but if it isn't, I'm doing something wrong. You know, if my time isn't worth more than that, then just like sending, like basically that's putting a note in a bottle and throwing it into the water. You know, the next person that gets this coat. Why do I care whether they know? Why do I care anything about this coat? You know, but I, but I do. And
0: hmm. no, I, I'm totally with you. I don't know how you left it behind, John. I know your sense of history is is really is profound.
1: Well, but that's the thing. I would like you. I would have to. I would have to own a warehouse if I picked up everything that I found that I felt had a story that that. It's not that the story needs to be told, but that the story is part of a larger story that i'm interested in knowing you know mm-hmm. like this jacket how did it get here and and what has it seen like i just want to stand there with my hands in its pockets
0: for five minutes Well, there's, something, there's absorb- something really tragic about the, uh, the way you describe it anyway and as soon as you said i mean i don't know history like you as soon as you said 1939 england i'm like wow and and yeah. I'm like, wow. (laughs) But I can't believe that survived (laughs) to make it this far and then end up uh, some kid going to an Arcade Fire concert or whatever. Yeah, and who knows whether
1: the guy that, you know, like initially or or, or right away my imagination starts jumping off like, oh, then this guy joined the OSS and he parachuted behind enemy lines Mm -hmm. wearing this jacket and he's, you know, and he was part of the, he was like, he was taking supplies to the French Resistance and that, you know, and that's why he ended up in America because he was part of the Intelligence community and standing watch over the Berlin Wall years later. All this stuff, you know. And in in fact, this guy probably was an insurance adjuster, an actuary.
0: Yeah. Also, the Germans would have known English tailoring.
1: Right. They would have taken that tag out, wouldn't they?
0: Just like the the, Viet Cong and the shaving cream.
1: See, they can smell that. The Germans wouldn't. The shaving cream would...
0: I don't want to say that you should write a book about this because you shouldn't write a book about it, but this is the kind of thing you should write about. You're very interested in these kinds of things. Yeah. That I mean I don't think anybody would buy it, but it would probably it I don't would know help if you. That's the
1: problem is anybody else interested in them?
0: <laughs> you know you, mean, should, you should act like you're dead and, and write your Christie's catalog. You know, like uh, Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> in her underpants. You should write your own Christie's catalog. You and Bruce Valanche have him peppered up with some little uh, <laughs> <laughs> You could do this though. I mean I don't know if eBay is the right place. The keyword Good. searches for could could be a little complicated for other kind of things you want to discuss. Yeah. You need like a historical eBay. You need like the Smithsonian eBay. I want
1: people to look more carefully at stuff like the people at this, the people at this thrift store are looking at the tags, they're pricing things like they're seeing, oh, this is Ralph Lauren. Well, this is worth $14. Oh, this is Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, that's good stuff. You know, and what they're not doing is taking that extra second to dig in and see like, oh, this thing actually kind of belongs in a museum, if museum. Yeah. I've,
0: I've kept everything I've ever found in the pocket at a thrift store. I mean, I've got this old cigar box from like high school or whatever that I would throw. Uh, like, I have a, gosh, what was it called? It was, it was, it's really weird. I bought this in Florida, but it was some bar in Covington, which is like where the airport is in Kentucky near Cincinnati. And it oh. was some kind of, it was like the dew drop in kind of thing. And right. in, in like that old kind of like thick, soft pencil, was uh, somebody had written a phone number inside the matchbook with like one of those ex- exchanges, you know, yeah, right, like, like Central the, Five Six Two Nine or whatever. Uh-huh. And it Jenkins was, Eleven. You yeah. don't throw that away. Yeah, I mean, no. even if, well, well, I mean, what's what's the least interesting story that could be? That could be hiding a body, you know. That could be that could be Felatio. It, yeah. it could be like you know Hillbilly Mortgage. <laughs> you have no idea. Right, but that like, number could still be operable. I should I should dig that up. I might be able to <laughs> I might be able to get some some cheap property near the airport covington (laughs) that's weird i don't know john yeah my mom still talks about phone numbers that way she's still like oh
1: that's federal 7312 you could go to website there's a website you can go
0: to and find out what your phone number used to be if it's the thing is there's so many new phone numbers now because you know why fax machines fax first fax machines and then mobile phones screwed it all up because they had to make up all, all these new phony numbers What's the
1: website that you go to? to It's something, something
0: exchange. uh, And and, then where it says something, something, put in telephone or something. Uh I, uh, you know, in our family, you'd have the same phone number your whole life. My family all had license plates. We we had custom license plates, uh, that were, that were not weird vanity plates, but they were all like in order. It was really cool. So my grandparents had one that said, uh, what was it? It was like CA one, 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 one. And my aunt and uncle had CA two 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 two, and we had CA three 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 three. We might have been part of some kind of a program. I'm not even sure. Those sound like government plates, don't they?
1: Yeah, they do. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Pennsylvania six five <clears> thousand.
0: My my uncle worked for P and G, so that that's that's the kind of job that if I were going to have a front, you know, for somebody who was doing something with you know, pump chili or dancing generals, I I would I would put him in the paper department at P G. Did I say PG&E? P&G. and e and and Big difference. P&G. Pacific Gas and Electric? Versus Procter & Gamble. He was a Procter & Gamble, not the gas oh, people. Oh, Procter & Gamble. He's in paper. He's big in paper.
1: The, they had the uh, the devil-worshipping... Um, yeah. Logo. That
0: was rough. That was rough on them. The moon, yeah, right. It was that Moonies. It was, that was, there was uh, supposedly the... Uh, uh, not the Unitarians. The other one. The, uh, not the Universalists. The Unification the Church.
1: Unification Church. The Sung Young Moon. That's right.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that was during the big era where people were having recovered memories of uh, all the child abuse that they supposedly Oprah suffered. Oprah memories.
0: I've been reading uh, Bob Mould from Husker du, about halfway through his autobiography, and he's he's talking about uh, – I mean, do you remember like eight, late 80s, early 90s, how seriously people took the Satanism thing? I mean, oh, how – I'm again, I'm just stealing this from the book because it brought back my Oprah memory of how how much like mainstream media took that seriously. Like Judas Priest, didn't, didn't, didn't Rob Halford like have to go to trial –
1: the whole band went to trial because uh, because supposedly they they uh, they caused some kid to commit suicide. It
0: they wrote, it wasn't even backmasking. That they wrote lyrics in a song that made that somebody said, commit do it, suicide. Do it. They also said grinder looking for meat.
1: They did. They said the electric eye in the sky.
0: How did we not see it, John?
1: <laughs> it was right there, right in Grindr, front of us the whole time.
0: Looking for. <laughs> I don't wait. Hang on a minute. You're telling me that a guy with dyed blonde hair in a black leather motorcycle outfit, singing grinder, looking for meat, right? No, wearing chaps.
1: Chaps. What? I I swear to you, I had no when 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 he came out. Everybody I knew, all the metal guys, were like, "Oh yeah, I always knew he was gay," and that was the biggest load of bullshit. I was like, I was a huge Judas Priest fan, and I had no idea he was gay because. it just didn't occur. To no, me I
0: I mean that- if I were honest with you no. I I to- totally. I feel exactly the same way. I I I, I it's one of those things that's like the George Bush thing, you know, with uh, the Douglas Lake cuff don't think of an elephant stuff. We're like, oh, you know, the Republicans, they uh they love George uh George W Bush because they liked the man. They didn't want him to be smart. They wanted him to be that way. And in this case, you know, evidence to the contrary like 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 coming out of the sky, <laughs> we uh chose not to see it that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was a complicated time. I never saw Judas Priest. I saw, I, saw, I saw a lot of metal bands, but I never saw Judas Priest.
1: I just saw them recently, and they were terrible.
0: Hmm. Uh, I saw them with K.K. Downing,
1: although he's not playing with them anymore, but I did see them with K.K., but Rob came out. He had a, he had a cane, Ugh. and he kind of limped around the stage and didn't really hit any of the high notes, played a lot of songs from the new record, like everything that you don't want to happen, everything that you don't want to have happen at a metal concert. They did like really a lot of songs from the new record. Really? Come on.
0: I, you know, this is one of the reasons I always admired Alex Chilton, you know, because, uh, in the, in the era, like after he'd been in big star, which is like, you know, it's one of those things like the velvet underground that even if you'd never heard of them, people drop their name, which is a shame because they're a really good band, but you know, they had these two records that everybody liked, but then you know what? Like he's like, yeah, I got to make some dough. He went to play R and B, but then he got into one of those (laughs) package deals where he would go out and like play three, um, box tops songs and then say, thank you very much. Good night. And get a check. I always huh. kind of admire that. Cause he went out and he played the three hits. He'd go on these tours, these package tours with like the guess who or whatever he'd, he'd do his three, you know, give me a ticket for an airplane and, and, and collect a check. I, I kind of admire that. And it's kind of yeah. the opposite of Rob Halford literally coming out with a cane and saying like, you should get our new, uh, our new album, you know, available Tuesday at Sam Goody or whatever. Right. That's depressing. Right. It is depressing,
1: but you know, they're they're doing that now without even having KK downing. They got some young guy playing the KK part.
0: It's hard. It's hard to make down in that business. It. I saw Mission of Burma a few years ago and With the music business, the one that I'm in. The business that is show.
1: Uh, it's not show it's so, friend. It's so dis- <laughs> discouraging. That's why I'm getting into this lucrative podcast business. Yeah. I feel like there's, you know, I've got to have a fallback.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I heard that people were making a lot of money at
0: this. <sighs> you have no idea.
1: So the, that guy from 5x5 Five Five is just raking it I in. I don't know
0: what that is, but th- there is so much gold to be mined from this. You can uh, talk about Audible books, you know, the mm-hmm. books on tape.
1: Oh, yeah, Audible books.
0: Right, right. Uh, I think, you, you can know, actually, get those on
1: your Kindle, right?
0: I don't know. Arby's. big, big. You know, Arby's has a lot of rehabilitation to do with their image. Because I'm the- afraid
1: that, that we may have just, uh, if, if, if Arby's is doing podcast endorsements, we might have just blown a shot at it with our Arby's conversation.
0: How do you think fucking 7-Eleven feels?
1: <laughs> oh, see. But I mean, 7-Eleven, I mean, they're not putting the dander in that pump chili.
0: <laughs> That's good. That's good.